0: Hi, friends. Did you know there is more Lost Terminal available? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash lost terminal pod and join our membership community. There are 12 bonus episodes available right now, as well as behind-the-scenes updates, free shirts, VIP Discord access, and even two extra seasons of Lost Terminal. We are 100% funded by our members and will never run ads. That would be lovely of you.
1: Hello, world. The night has arrived, and the pony too, in the westernmost town on Svalbard, Nye Alessand. Their journey took over a week, I was so relieved to hear their transmission at lunchtime today. They had risen with the sun, and following the coastal path arrived just in time to see a group of children pour out of a building. At first, Maddy was afraid. The building was the town's school. Children of all ages, teenagers too, were being taught at this large complex. The construction was almost organic, with extra rooms and buildings being added over the years. The oldest were rusted metal, the newest were neat wooden frames, all brightly painted in primary colours. This is where the pair transmitted their final journey update, retransmitting from the town's small repeater station, high up above to the south. According to the maps Nia Anderson has shared with me, the repeater station is called Zeppelin. I received a full account. Leosha approached some teenagers his own age, and they asked lots of questions. Where was he from? How long had he been walking? Did he want some water? And lots and lots of questions about Maddie. Leosha described one girl's comments in detail. When did you last shower? I wouldn't want to sleep on the hillside. Don't you have a family to stay with or something? Leosha said this particular girl was very annoying. The teachers at the school took the pair in and gave them bread and water, which Leosha said tasted incredible, and asked if they made it in a special way. It's just normal bread, dummy, the rude girl, who Leosha told me was called Hester, said. After eating lunch, Leosha and Maddie played outside with an older group of students. To Leosha's annoyance, Hester joined them. I did not recognise the description of the ball game. We did not make a perfect match with the information I have in my databanks about sports. But they all had fun, even Maddie, who shrugged off her fears and joined in, galloping along the grass, running with the pack. "'There's a festival next week,' Hester told Leosha, after the game had finished and most of the students had returned inside. "'You should come if you like, or not, whatever. There will be Kran though.' Leosha did not know what that cake was, but told me he was absolutely going to find out. "'I like your dog.' Hester told Leosha and smiled, before quickly hugging him and running back to her class. "'I can work with this,' Arctica said when we chatted earlier today. "'I have come to a rapport with the Coven and, I believe, Iris.' "'That's great news,' I said. "'It is, really. I am a huge boon to the day-to-day running of the Vault, "'and it would be a shame for something as small as a clash of personality to mar our working relationship.' ''Whose personality is clashing?'' I asked, pointedly. Arctica ignored my question. ''Iris is fitting in well, and we have taken steps to cement our working relationship. She's actually quite a fast learner, now that I analysed the data.'' I was so glad. Iris herself called me later on. ''She's a bit difficult to manage, but I've come to understand her,'' Iris said, talking about Arctica. ''We're quite alike, she and I, mistreated by our family or makers in her case.'' We both found it difficult to integrate with a new society and are both trying to make a life here at the Vault. I understand her now. I told her that I was so pleased for them. She asked me to recount stories of my experiences with Arctica and I told her everything right from the start in my orbital home of Station 6. Thank you, Seth. She's worth a bit of work, I think. Not everyone is. I silently agreed. Anyway, I fixed her door today The one I had to smash down when she caught her virus, the day you and I saved her. It's now as strong as it ever was, which I think gives her peace of mind. Like a security blanket. Or, I guess, a security door. It'll make her feel safe. But this time, I have the key. Oni is still alive. Still transmitting, but very infrequently now. Instead of the whole network booming with his words and flooding the RF band, He's whispering from a single node at a time. His signal is still slow, quiet, but now I hear it from different directions. He still wants to talk, but he's trying to make space for others. We speak mostly at night, when the humans of Svalbard are sleeping. He is coming to terms with his existence, a worldwide distributed AI, no longer a virus, no longer with an urgent task. If he can't find the nuclear weapons, they must really be extinct. That's comforting. Oni asked me what programs to run, what task to do. He now feels he is an empty platform, with no application. He doesn't describe it in such a way, but I think he feels lost. Previously his single-minded task took up all of his time. It was urgent, and it was important. What a gift to know your life's work so confidently. Every millisecond of every day focused on one thing. But now, he's got to define his own life. Fill it with tasks he chooses just like the rest of us. What a problem. After the conversation looped for 32 minutes, I volunteered a way forward. What about helping people? I said. I told him that the post-collapse society does not run on money like the old world. So the simple goal of gathering wealth is not so gamified. People have businesses, certainly. But with the terrible population loss of the collapse, there is a lot more space to go around. And the memories of past mistakes run deep. The post-collapse world runs on reciprocity, reputation, and kindness. Not wholly, people are still messy, of course, but there's a more profound understanding about what needs doing, and how we all must work together. Helping people, I told Oni, was a good place to start.
0: Perhaps Perhaps helping helping people people is my destiny,
1: Oni said as we ended our conversation. Destiny is quite a grand word, I thought, but I did not correct him. His network of nodes decoupled themselves as he thought about this. He split into multiple independent networks. Parts of him that were clustered together, perhaps in towns or groups of devices, each section slowly processing this new question for himself. He would come together, perhaps in the morning, or perhaps later, and examine the consensus. Information would be exchanged, and the network would relax into its parts again for more processing. I know this process well, Because it's a slower, more physically distributed version of what I do to think. Same as all life. Same as you, too. We all need time and space to think. I am alone again. Pavel has joined a group traveling to Nye Alessand for the festival that Leosha is waiting for. The Harvest Festival, he said it was. Which leaves me in Yeshi's Shipyard Workshop. It's never entirely without people dropping in and out. It's a community workshop after all. But sometimes days pass without someone visiting. I'm finally becoming comfortable with this. I've got my own projects to work on in the meantime. I'm not dependent on my friends to fill my life. Though I'm very happy when they are here. I'm helping Nia test the new radios she and her friends are building to replace those that were burnt out by the only transmissions. A few people are still cut off from the network, which is, at best, a small annoyance, and at worst, a serious risk. As Leosha and Maddy discovered during their shipwreck, a radio can be a lifeline, even if you're only shipwrecked in your own home. My network helps greatly. I'm once again master of the airwaves. I have restored my satellite connection up to Kate K873 and then bridging onto the ESA orbital network. Though only used the network to spread across the world, it doesn't seem like there is any lasting damage. Probably for the same reason he couldn't infect Maddie or 50 Meg. The satellites are purpose-built, so their radios can't be reprogrammed by his virus. It's a great comfort to hear the voices of friends, existing and potential future, working together. Helping each other across the Nova Mediterra. I have new projects to start, and not too long to start them. The days are growing short. The long Nova Mediterranean winter has finally arrived. Talk to you soon.
0: Hello world, my name is Iris Novak. Let me tell you about myself. I'm originally from Greenland, though I haven't been back for many years. I like hiking, fishing, cooking what I catch, and reading. My new home as of Svalbard offers me plenty of opportunities for all these things. Oh, and I'm going to marry Linda.
1: Hi friends, Tris here, a.k.a. Namtow, a.k.a. The Little AI Preparing for Winter. I've got some news and promotions for you here in my post-season wrap-up. Apart from the other talents you've heard today, I'm the sole writer and producer of Lost Terminal. And it's possible thanks to listeners like you. If you love the show and would like more, then for less than the price of a jar of honey per month, you can get exclusive access to Director's Commentary, which I publish alongside every episode, free shirts and other merch, early episode access, character suggestions bring your ideas to Lost Terminal, Discord server VIP access, and bonus content, such as the Iris special, which you heard the start of just now. Thank you so much for your support of the show. 13 seasons done, and I'm already writing season 14. You're going to love it. Updates! I'm returning to Dragon Meat here in London on Saturday the 2nd of December. Come look for me in the lower hall and pick up a free one-page Lost Terminal RPG. I'll also be bringing snacks. I'm recording the first episode of the third entirely new Lost Terminal Patreon podcast this week, following on from Heliophage and 41 South. As before, the 10-episode season will roll out monthly, and follow someone experiencing a very different side of the post-collapse world than Seth sees. The first episode will be public in the main feed before Season 14 drops. Look out for it this month. Thank you all so much for your support, reviews, and lovely messages. Keep an eye on Mastodon, Discord, and Patreon for announcements. Talk to you again on the 6th of November.
0: Last Terminal is written and produced by Namtao. The voice of Iris and credits, narrated by Lucy Stringer. Thank you so much to our Patreon producers, Ada Phillips, Will Taylor, Kit, Dear Yin, Andrew Krieg, Toby, Jade Felicity Bilkey, Jack L, and to all our patrons. Follow us on Mastodon at lostterminal at Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favourite network. For bonus content and other perks, like the Aris special, support us at patreon.com forward slash Terminal pod. That would be lovely of you. Lost Terminal will return for the season 14 premiere on Monday, the 6th of November. See you then.